Welcome. 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 If you have not understood why I did that, no, I didn't just voice crack. Well, I did, but on purpose. Uh, please, please, please go back and watch, first of all, on Netflix, Pieces of a Woman. Second of all, watch our review of Pieces on a Woman. Pieces, no, not Pieces on a Woman. Pieces of a Woman. Uh, we just downloaded that. Uh, we just uploaded that, rather. The podcast, it is up. And Adam, for your listening pleasure. But of course, you didn't join us to hear us plug other stuff. You joined us to listen to some Give Me Five. Gary, you're with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got five questions. I've got five for you. You got five for me. We do not know what they are, but what about them, Gary? What about them? We will always answer them honestly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gary. Just, damn it, just be honest for once. Honest for once and find for yourself. All right, Gary, I thought we should start semi-serious before we go to the more fun stuff I've written. So, last week, actor slash comedian Michael Rapoport posted screenshots of an exchange (laughs) between him and Kevin Durant, the professional NBA superstar, uh, that uh, that both men had in the Twitter DMs. I won't repeat or read aloud what was said between them, but you can find it on your own if you care to find it. Uh, For those who have not read or heard about this back and forth, it is completely filled with threatening and misogynistic and homophobic language from Kevin Durant that, if I may speak freely, completely took me by surprise and disgusted me. Gary, I would like to... You were surprised? Dude, Kevin Durant's so petty. But to the level, man. To the absolute... What he was saying was was pretty messed up. I'm not surprised that he did go back on him. I'm surprised to the level and how far he he took it. Uh, And again, like I said... Go read if you're interested, but just trust me. It, it was it, it surprised me. Uh, I would like to say that I thought positively of Kevin Durant, that while he did frustrate me on the court with how many times he clogged LeBron James's path to a championship, his mere talent and obvious love for the game of basketball and his team were so evident that it was hard to root against him, personally. Uh, but now... I have completely gone off, even just thinking he is a bit soft uh, personality-wise, as a type of person that he is, and am now more so completely reviled by the person he has shown himself to be, that I not only am done with him, I shall be actively rooting against him, for whatever that's worth. It's no skin off of his back, I'm sure. Well, actually, I mean, he's so soft. Maybe it is, but... Uh, but He's it, gonna hear this podcast. I, yeah, maybe he will. He will somehow... He, he has a sense for this stuff, man. He's gonna uh, seek you out. I'm sure, I'm sure. So it leads me to ask you, Gary, are there any people in life that you actively root against? And do you think what Kevin Durant said is worth my ire? I think it's worth your ire, but um, I I do I guess think about it in the perspective of Rappaport kind of aired out their dirty laundry, right? Which Rappaport did that to get his own attention. That's kind of been his mo in his career is to rile people up and do stuff like that. I mean, Kevin Durant obviously was out of line, but um, you know it's funny. Growing up, KD was like the first basketball player after Steve Nash that like I was like obsessed with. I wore 35, I wore all of his shoes, and then Golden State happened. And um, I have perspective on him. Uh, I do think it's worth your ire. I don't actually root against him, though. Um, somebody in, in life... Before, I, we, before we get to that one, I'm yeah, curious. Yeah. So you, you fault Michael Rappaport for 
for putting putting it out there, but airing the dirty I, laundry? I do because he, I feel like he poked the bear kind of knowing what he would get and then just shared the screenshots. You know what I mean? Here's my thing, man. Here's my thing. One, he's done this before where if you, where if you go after him and you cross a line, you cross a line, he's, he will yeah. post it. So it's not like it's unknown behavior. Technically, if you do yeah. your research Two, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm thinking next level, but if you're going, coming after me in my DMS, that means that you don't have direct contact with me, right? You don't have my number, which I, yeah. I would hope I should hope is more protected is more, you know, somebody would ask permission. Even if so let's say Gary, that, that your, your girlfriend wanted to message me, I'm sure that she would slide in my DMS or yeah. she would ask you to ask me for my number to be just like, hey. What are you saying, man? <laughs> I don't know why, I, yeah, even <laughs> as I was saying, I was like, why am I Why am I going to your girlfriend? Maybe, like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, your, uh, your friend, maybe a friend of yours. Let's just say your best friend. Um, but, what I'm, but what I'm trying to say is I don't know that because she went forward to ask you, or, I'm sorry, let me, let me take this back. I got distracted. Because Kevin Durant doesn't have that direct access to direct access to the to the DMs and to his number, he should know that he, it's not personal between them. It's not like they have a connection. They're not friends. And because you don't have that access to him personally yeah. with the number, that doesn't make sense to really think that you have some sort of bond between you that he can't do that. Like, I would assume if I message somebody something that horrible, that there's a chance that that's going to be shared. Now, if I texted you, Gary, and I was like, and I said something above and beyond the line of approach, I would hope that you would tell me being like either, hey, dude, that was not cool. B, let's talk this out before you talk. Then I think that that's completely fair to like when you text screenshots, that's like a, a, a violation of trust. But when it's in the DMs, like I, I take that as like a professional thing where it's like there's a chance that this could be shared. I'm not going to go completely out of my way to be to be uh, oblivious to the fact that this could possibly be shared. Either KD didn't care or he truly thought that he and Rappaport had something that they did Sure, but I'd say that that's on him. And it wouldn't be. That's oh, not, no, it that's is. That's not on Michael Rappaport. That was yeah. my point is that it's. I yeah. find it odd, and I don't know if now me explaining it – well, not explaining it, but bringing my perspective to it changes your opinion of it. But I didn't fault Michael Rappaport at all because when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's threatening. Yeah. That's like – that's not even just we're messing around with something that's taking it personal, like making it personal when it wasn't personal. And uh, there are moments like within those moments, you see Rappaport saying, hey, man, let's like let's deescalate this. I, I What are you talking about? Like what? What about? So I'm sorry. I completely this is a bigger discussion that we probably just had in, in the form of one question. But back to <laughs> you're good. Uh, you know, it's so funny, though. There's so much drama in the NBA that I forgot about this until you uh, <laughs> you mentioned it. Yeah, there's so much going on with, especially with the Nets. They're just kind of a mess that'll probably win the title. But as far as people I root against, yes, mm, Trump. Um, like as far as famous people go, anybody in my personal life, I, you know, I can't think of any. I, I oh no, you know what? No, I had a basketball coach in high school. He was terrible. 
terrible. Cause of a lot of trauma. Was, like was he a actively, math? Was he a math teacher by day? No. Oh, no, okay. He was a full-time basketball coach. Okay. Terrible, terrible man. I thought I knew um, the, the the coach, but no. Okay. No, this he wasn't a teacher or anything. And um, he was just like one of the worst people I've ever met. And I do not wish him well. I mean, we were kids and he did awful things. So, boo. All right. Boo. Boo to him. Go back you know, to your year. You know, it's funny. I um, I have a basketball question sort of of my own. So, I'm just going to lead right into it. Uh, sure. The... the Five-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's last game is coming up on April 13th. Um, I don't know if you watched it live. I did. And if, if you haven't, I mean, you just have seen the highlights. It was it was wild. You know, he scored 60 points, went off in the fourth quarter with, like, no legs under him. It was great. Got me thinking, though, about the last dance because there will definitely be a Kobe version of the last dance. There's going to be a LeBron last dance because that blew everyone's collective minds. But if you could have a Philip Amarine last dance... Or if you could produce one, a 10-part documentary series that goes really in-depth about anything, any subject, what would you pick? Here's my question. For The Last Dance, my biggest dilemma was like nothing really seemed to be – we didn't get any real new information, I felt. We got like two things out of a 10-part documentary series. I expected more. So I'm asking you in this documentary series, are we getting like the full full skinny, the full deep down every detail? Yeah. Hell yeah. What I think my documentary series would be uh, would be called The Replacements. And it would go around a docuseries around the people and actors in famous pieces of filmography, cinematography, whether it be Aunt Viv in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, whether it be Terrence Howard in Iron Man, whatever it is, and talk to both sides of the coin where talk to person A, talk to person B of hey, you had to fill in for it. You know, it became a more important role because either you, because you left or because you replaced a person. How, what was that challenge for you? And then maybe have them talk to each other. I like, I just find that to be so fascinating and to have a full thing. It, it's one thing to kind of do your own research, dive into it. And then you have to watch one person's interview. Then you have to watch another person's interview, but to have it fully edited, no, fully if documented. If you could sit them down and really get them to open up, not through their agents, what they told them to yeah. say, if you could just get them to be real, drink a glass of Henny and tell you about what the hell happened. That would be awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love it too. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, Gary, it has been a little bit since we last met, so I'm going to attempt to get us caught up on some stories we may have missed. Uh, one of the dogs for President Biden deposited some deep brown folders in a stack uh, of the nearest hallway he saw fit. As of this recording, the troubling doo-dooer has not been identified, but the fact remains that someone pushed the bomb button in the White House, and it was a go. However, I think this story is lighthearted because when I think of a place where I would least expect to find dog poo, the White House would rank near the damn top. Can you give me your top three places in the world you would least expect to find fresh Tootsie Rolls? All right. First of all, you and I both used to live in L.A. Could you imagine going to like one of those really swanky restaurants or oh, shops what's on the what's the one that the Cardeo drive uh yeah what's oh the Somewhere. shops oh, okay I thought you were gonna say yeah. like restaurants a restaurant or really a, a shop because I feel like you know homeless people do poop a lot in LA and they'll probably 
we're probably more likely to be in a restaurant. But if you go into like a, a really fancy boutique shop in Rodeo, imagine just walking into Gatsby's oh, yeah. and there's just a turd on the ground. I'd be like, excuse me. <laughs> I came here <laughs> to shop. Um, I wanted 50% off, not 50% on my shoe. The next one, kind of a gimme, but... Well, it is giving me fun. You know, it's 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 funny that, that you said the White House because I almost said that. But I was like, no, you know what? The Taj Mahal, because this is a religious, you know, place, and it, it, I have no idea actually what it is or what purpose it serves. Okay, this is my Arizona education, but in my mind, when I think Taj Mahal, I do not think poop. No way, no how. That I mean, the, the glimmering, reflective water. If there's a turd in there, ruin the whole thing. Oh, a floating turd. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice visual. Finally. Imagine like one of those creepy abandoned places like Chernobyl or Fukushima. Oh. Like if you went there and there was fresh poop, that would mean that there was like some of those radioactive people um, who had survived and they were yeah. pooping and God knows what else. Well, there's probably you know, rabbit that's scary. poo. Yeah, there's probably rabbit, well, mutated rabbit poo well, throughout uh, the building of Chernobyl. The building. Imagine if, if you go to Chernobyl and you see a really big turd that like was just dropped. Mutated bear. Would oh, your no. stomach drop or, or what? What dropped this? There's nothing alive around here, but yeah, something is. Big things no dropping, way. little things popping, man. Amen. <laughs> All right, your turn. All right, so last week's movie, the accompanying movie, was Pieces of a Woman starring Vanessa Kirby. Yes. I have a little game. Fun Ooh. facts about the character Kirby, the little pink bubble guy ah, from, from uh, Nintendo. Yes, 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 yes. I've got three sets of Kirby facts each set has two facts. One of them I pulled out of my butt. The other one is a real fact. This That's going to be my favorite game. one. The, the ones that you pulled out of your butt. The ones that I pulled out yeah, of my those, butt. Those are my And dropped favorite. in Chernobyl. Yes. Exactly. Or floating. Floating. Yeah, floating in the Taj Mahal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. So set one. An old German version of Kirby uh, from a comic book is a sleazy detective who sits in his office smoking cigarettes and reading dirty magazines. Or in his initial development, Kirby was given a sexuality he was supposed to be gay, but the development team changed it at the last minute, anticipating very widespread backlash. Which is the real Kirby? Which one's fact? the real one? I think yeah. it's uh, I think it's the second one. The he was supposed to be gay. Ooh. Incorrect. I made that, I pulled that right out of my butt. But in a German comic of Kirby, he is a womanizing detective who happens upon a gruesome murder. You this know what? Is a real thing. Well, you know what? The rest of it was fine. It was the cigarette because I can't imagine him like chain smoking because yeah. one good suck and he's out of a cigarette or if That's not true. inhaling the entire cigarette itself and then but becoming then he gets, a cigarette. He, I was going to say he gets the power of the cigarette yeah. according to my Super Smash Bros knowledge, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, next set. Uh, Kirby's original name was Twinkle Popopo hmm. or Kirby's original color was yellow. You know what's so funny is ironically yesterday for out of the absolute blue... I looked up and found out, and this may be ruining some, but I found some information. I'll just I'll put that put yeah. it out there in case I'm going to ruin something. I looked up some information on Kirby. Uh, out of all days, out of all times, to look up information about Kirby. You did yesterday. Yeah, I know. Wow, weird. weird wow, right? wow, wow. Not not like a full Wikipedia thing of it, but just one aspect of it. Yeah. And so, anyways, one thing I know is that there is a yellow version of Kirby. So I'm going to say the yellow version of Kirby is the right one, the correct one. For the purposes of this game, the correct one is actually the, the first one. Hmm. My list of Kirby facts did state that his original name was Twinkle Popopo. Hmm. Nice. So we'll give you a half point for that, I guess. No, 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 no. Because... I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll, yeah. no, let's revisit this at the end of this game. Yeah. Okay. Last one. 
Kirby is named after a lawyer called John Kirby. He was the man who represented Nintendo during a lawsuit that might have destroyed the company in 1982. Or Kirby is named after a cartoonist, John Kirby, whose drawings influenced a huge number of Nintendo's character designs. He died in 1982. I'm going to say the first one, the lawyer. You're going to go A for all of them across the board. You right. You caught me, dude. All right. There we go. See here. Okay. So here's the thing that I looked up. Looked up if Kirby had family. And he does. He has a brother. I forget what his brother's name is off the top of my head, but his brother. Burpee? No. Uh, He's yellow. uh, He is yellow. He's actually yellow. And he's actually, he's cute. He's cute. Like, if you go look him up, I'd argue he's cuter (laughs) than Kirby. So, uh, awesome. Thank you. That was it, right? Okay. Yeah, that's it, man. Fantastic. Gary, we go back to one of our favorite segments with the game My Sister Gifted Me at Christmas. Remember, I will draw a card and ask you the film trivia question. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the card is formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers. Gary, are you ready? This is my pain. Pieces of a Man is the title of this (laughs) this segment. And I'm hoping you never fragment back. (laughs) All right, here we go. What is... Ooh, I think you have a shot at this. What is Thor's home planet? Uh, Ragnarok. No. Oh, 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 my, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. No. no. No, no, no. I know it. No. Can, can I please have it? Can I please just no, say it and you, you give it can't. to me? No. What is my number oh. one goal? No, oh god, it's to make dude. you fail. Oh. That's a gimme. Oh, it's Asgard. I know it's Asgard. I just, oh. I just, Ragnarok came out of my mouth. I know it's Asgard. It's bootylicious Asgard. Oh, come on, man. Oh, that is painful. I'm going to have to cut that up and play that on repeat. Really sad right now. Oh, boy. And this next one doesn't get any easier. What's what's the name of Ray's store in Ghostbusters 2? Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, let's say books. Books. <laughs> books. That would have been better, but no. Uh, Raise occult books. I got like one tenth of that right. Sure. Can I have one tenth of one point? Uh, you may not. A Man of Steel star Henry Cavill was runner-up for which iconic spy role? Uh, James Bond. You're absolutely correct. Then again, how many? I mean, I guess it was that or. I was going to say, like, Holmes? the man from Uncle, maybe? Well, Sherlock no, because he was. He was the man from Uncle. No, that was Army Hammer. The cannibal Army Hammer. Yeah, I guess so. I was wrong. Are you sure? Was, wasn't yeah. Wasn't Henry Cavill in that film? He probably was. Okay, because I thought that I remembered seeing, like, I was like, oh, this is the hardest. Because they both had just kind of started out, and yeah. then you're. I mixed them me. up a lot. Yeah, they were hard to to just just uh, to figure yeah. out. Who plays Bilbo Baggins in the 2014 movie The Hobbit: The Battle of the Five Armies? Who plays Bilbo? Martin Freeman. Absolutely. Why? Why? Why say the Battle of the Five Armies? I, I don't know why that <laughs> why? one specifically out of all of them. It's not like they've replaced him in my notorious who, but, replacement. But who plays there. Bilbo in The Hobbit Three? Huh? Yeah, I guess. I huh? guess it's it's different. <laughs> You currently are two to two. I'm two for two. And you very well could have been three to one. I could have freaking said Asgard, man. Oh, but hey, 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 here we go. In Guardians of the Galaxy, 
Which legendary outlaw does Peter Quill become? Star-Lord. I have a yeah. tattoo of it, man. Yeah, your number one hated Chris Pratt. Number one hated puzzle. Chris Pratt. Yeah, absolutely. Who plays the main role in Cloud Atlas? Uh, Tom Hanks. Look at you. Do I have a winning week or I, I have to get one more to you, have a winning week? You have to get one more to... to oh, freaking Asgard. Come on. All right. Here we go. Uh, how many more chances do I get? Two? You get... Yeah, you, you... This is the last card. Here we go. All right, all right. What's the name? Oh, wow. What's the name of the totalitarian nation in the Hunger Games? Pan Am. And you guaranteed and locked yourself in a win! <laughs> Gary! All right. Woo. Last one. Oh, this this would have done it if not. Uh, who directed the 2012 movie Prometheus? Uh, Ridley Scott. Absolutely. And I could have gotten Asgard. I could have you had, could have like... had the best week you've ever had. Could have been, had. like, what, seven and one? Seven and one. By far the best you would have ever had. I, I'm never going to get seven and one again. What friendly cards. I'm going to, in my heart, give myself seven and one. I can't believe I said Ragnarok. Oh, my God. Oh, and you just blurted it out, too. There wasn't even a second thought. You just said, oh, yeah, what definitely. Is, for sure. What is Thor's homeworld? R- Ragnarok. Yeah, come on. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts Damn about it. it. All right, go ahead, buddy. Okay, okay. Well, everybody is talking about the last year being a lost year, which I 50% agree with that. Like, if COVID didn't happen, I probably would have done more things, maybe ended up somewhere different. I wouldn't probably wouldn't have the job that I have now, right? But uh, we can hypothesize all we want. A lot can happen in a year, though. So tell me, like, yeah, if the last year was a lost year, mm. let's, let's go to an alternate reality where COVID never happens. What's the most insane but realistic thing for you that – could have happened to you like where would you be right now if COVID hadn't happened in your wildest dreams uh in my wildest dreams so this doesn't necessarily have to be with my career aspirations yeah. but at the time of of uh, you do have pandemic, to give me like a logical sure, ladder yeah so the, yeah. The, that's where i'm going the the at the beginning of pandemic before it ever happened i was working at a radio station a music radio station in LA, right? So uh, I was working my way up. I was at the absolute bottom of the totem pole. I was working my way up, uh, but then things happened and things occurred and pandemic happened and I got furloughed that eventually left to me leaving and then now I'm here in Arizona. But, 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 none of that happens. I think here's the craziest thing that happens. I eventually work my way up there and instead of using those contacts to become a sportscaster, what I do is I become the next DJ. And I become DJ Filthy Phil. And what I'm doing is I'm traveling the world. And I'm going from Bolivia. I'm going to Russia. I'm dropping sick beats from Hong Kong to King Kong, baby. I am the next Weezer. I'm the next uh, DJ Butter Smooth. I'm... What a shout out. I I know. I'm everybody in, in one. Because... And I will rule the world with my sick beats... And my EDM concerts, I will have. I won't have a mouse head, like an or a marshmallow. I don't need any of that. I just need a massive Hopefully orange juice. Yeah, you what I need out on the stage. What I need is a massive celibate chain with an, a large elephant trunk in the front, and with that, I will punch yeah. the beats t- with my with my groin. That's what I will do. Yeah, that's what happens in an alternate yeah. reality in yeah. my wildest of wild dreams. All the while being completely sober. (laughs) 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 Not a drop of rum. Not a drop of rum. Why does the rum always run out? All right. 
Uh, but yeah. Gary, with the recent blockage of a certain ship in a certain canal threatening mm. a second toilet paper shortage, there is an undervalued MVP waiting in the shadows to be unleashed in the American ecosystem. The bidet is gaining some steam, figuratively, of course, as toilet paper Bravo. shortages are becoming something of a normal occurrence here in the States. And as the majority of the world has already converted to utilizing the bidet with their normal toiletry routine, it begs the question, Gary, have you ever used a bidet? If not, would you try it? And would you ever demand to have a bidet as a part of the Boucher estate that you and your family currently reside in? It's so funny that you're saying this because it's yes all across the board. First of all, when I was in high school, I went to Europe um, for two weeks and they were everywhere. I mean... I mean, it's just like regular. I remember the first time I went to the bathroom, I was like, is this a water fountain? What the hell is this? Um, my best friend has one. Every time I go to his apartment, I use it um, or used to use it. It's great. Um, I, I thought about getting one and installing one here, um, but I, I have not been able to use one over the last year, though once I'm able to physically, I will. Um, most definitely. Um, it's, I mean, you think about toilet paper, it, it just spreads it and thins it around, but you know, a bidet, it washes it off. And what, once yeah. you get used to it, man, it's, I mean, you feel so much more clean. I'll tell you what, have you used one before? I've never used one, man. It is so, it's, it seems it's weird, an unnerving but thought, man. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's nice. I mean, also, it's, it's a very, it's a very sensitive area, man. I mean, if we're going to be sensitive. full 100, like I, I yeah. worry that if you go somewhere and it's cold, it's wintertime, like you forget about it. Like it's, that's like, that's like pouring like ice cold arrowhead <laughs> water on the pits, man. Dude, what you, what you have to watch out for is that's the center of heat. A lot of them had pressure dials and I didn't realize that. And so the first time I used my friends, it was turned all the way up into the red and, and I hit the button. It sprayed like a fire hose in my did area. It, it, did it, oh my God, it did hurt. It, it infiltrate? Did it, did it make well, it hit, enemy lines? It hit my man parts really hard actually because <laughs> you can use a dial and it changes the angle of it. So yeah. I just oh, got hit with like a, a, a water spear yeah, in the testes and it was really painful. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought hey, that this is where we would have been? Not me. I, I'm a big fan of the bidet. I mean, I've got like IBS. So bidet I'm today. It, oh, yeah. All right. Go ahead, Gary. <laughs> okay. So I was reading this really interesting article about the women's sheds that are popping up in Australia. So basically what happened was in the 1990s, this cultural revolution happened in Australia where men's sheds, as they came to be known, were popping up across the country where retirees or the out of work could stave off loneliness and depression by hanging out with other men and working on creative projects, gaining new skills and socializing, which is put up a shed and we're, we're going to go do things in a shed. Now it's women's sheds are becoming big over there. And I think that this sounds really great. I mean, if, if I'm retired, my kids leave me, my ex-wife resents me, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to want a men's shed to go and practice my welding, pottery, orgy, whatever. So for you, if you could start a men's shed, where would your shed be, first of all? Because Arizona is probably a crappy place to have a men's shed. You would die. Oh. Um, and w what would you teach or do at Phil's men's shed? <laughs> well, I... It's weird because when you first said it, where would your shed be? My first immediate thought was outside of a Jersey Mike subs because that works. Jersey Mike subs is <laughs> outside of a Jersey Mike. Delightful. Mike's. Absolutely delightful. Like it's it's my number one go to spot and the cause of like 10 pounds of fat on me. Uh, 
And what would I what would I teach in my shed? You know what I would teach? How to get the most out of your refills. Because I feel like that's a completely underutilized aspect in life. You're paying four times the amount of a regular drink that you can get at a gas station, even a Walmart, whatever it is. And the advantage is you're getting it with lunch, you're getting it cold, whatever. And a lot of people get the one drink, get like the upcharge on it, get the large drink, and and they don't even utilize it to its full potential. Like if you're going to do that, at least... Do not, don't let the employees fill it up with ice, first of all. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Don't let them fill it up with ice. I never get ice in my drink, partly because of that. Never do. It always comes out cold anyways. And, um... <clears throat> sorry, I'm... <clears throat> I'm losing myself here with my voice. Um... But uh, I always feel like you're you're losing a little bit whenever you get that small you like you should get that small drink and encourage yourself to get refills. It costs like a dollar less uh, if you're if you only usually only get one drink. Uh, and then if you get a large drink, always, 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 always refill before you leave. I realize right now you're not thirsty, but people would never if you had the ability. You're to, gonna want it in like ten minutes, dude. If you Straight think up. about it, if just get it. If it was food, if you could get a sub. And, yeah. and you were to eat half of your sub now, and then they would, quote-unquote, refill your sub to refill the half that you just ate. Nobody would not do that. But because it's a drink, we just take it for granted because it's cheaper. No, no, yeah, no, You no, know how no, many no, people no. I see sip their drink, like two-thirds, kind of shake it around, then throw it away? I'm like, what are you doing? You just paid $2 for that. Yeah, it's absolutely— You're exactly right, man. It, yeah, you know where people make their money and win in championships and sports— and when and it's not it's not not getting big time talent. It's where you cut the the the, the curve yep. there. It's where you save your money. It's where you save the pennies, and then you can use that money to go and buy yourself an ice cream station. Why do you think I started carrying a bottle of wine to the movies in my purse? Absolutely, it's not sloppy. I'm not about to pay six it's bucks classy. for that drink. Absolutely, yeah, amen. Absolutely. Amen. All right, I love it. My last one, Gary. Here, uh, we watched Pieces of a Woman. As an accompanying episode to this, give me five. And it concerned a home birth. And it had always been my understanding that a home birth always took place, not in your own bed and sheets, which is what happened here, but in a rather in a kiddie pool. So I have a small list of other things that one could do in a kiddie pool <laughs> besides swim or give birth. And I want you to tell me if the idea is crowning or crown off. You ready? I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, first off, first idea. Do-it-yourself ball pit. So you get a couple of those plastic balls, and you put it all in there. They're completely sanitized, so you don't have to worry about germs yeah. or anything, and you just you just make snow angels in the ball pit. In the How big pool. is the pool? Is it a kiddie pool? It's a kiddie pool. Kiddie pool. Uh, crown crown off? Okay. Crown, crown off. off. You're, not, you're not for this. Okay. I, I, I would need, like, like, like a full-size backyard pool. Then I'd be crowning, but... Uh, I'm not crowning for a kiddie pool ball, but I'd just be sad. Okay, fair enough. Next one. And I think this is probably the best one here. Make yeah. your own garden. So you Oh, in a kiddie pool? In a kiddie pool, you fill it up oh. with soil and then you start making up, you know, some fresh garlic, some fresh arugula, some fresh yeah. herb. Well, and you could grow a tree because it would be a mini tree because, you know, the tree's roots stop. It's like how bonsai trees work, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I I'm, I am crowning hardcore. Yeah. Nice, man. Your water broke. Yeah. All right. Next one. Tie-dye <laughs> art, uh, slash art area. So you put like a, a shirt in there or and you dunk it in there or you put a piece of paper in there and you just start squirting in some paint mm. over there to have that like 
you know what they do with the cans of paint where they open it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's on a smaller scale, and so there you go. Uh, art I'm going to say I'm crowning, not because I love it, but my girlfriend loves stuff like that, and it would make her super-duper happy if I was like, look at our kitty pool art area. She, she would probably cry tears of joy. So, there you yeah. go. Happy birthday crowning, idea man. right there, man. Jesus, you're welcome. All right, yeah. next one. Beach area. Beach area. So you fill it up with sand, and you bring a little sho- shovel and pail, and you can uh, you can pretend like you're at the beach. Mm, I don't think I'm crowning for that. Okay. I don't think I am. All right. Uh, last one here, a plank walk. So you have the yeah oh. yeah you have the the kiddie pool. You put a plank of wood on it, and you just pretend to be Spider-Man or like you're James Bond running across two buildings above like the kiddie pool. Are you crowning or not crowning? I'm I'm crowning because my mom does summer camp for kids, and mm-hmm. they would probably really like that. I would break it because I'm really heavy and large. But the kids would love it, man. I, I think I might take that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, my God. We've got to get across. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. That's great. All right. Okay. That's my last one. You're your last one here, Gary. I'll tell Jess not to listen to this podcast so she doesn't know where I, I got her uh, birthday idea absolutely. from. Absolutely. You're, you're, again, go. you're absolutely welcome. Thank you. Uh, so Prince Philip, not the one on the podcast, but no. the British monarch. And not the same one as Sleeping died. Beauty. That's right. That's right. The, the, the real person um, has just died. I wasn't all too familiar with him. Or, like, I'm not like a person obsessed with the royal family, no. but it's a it's apparently a very big deal. I thought um, it was her brother, to be honest with you, because of the prince thing. I didn't know that they were married. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that at all. Um, I'm uncultured, I guess. Uncultured swine here. On a light note, um, I, I did go down a rabbit hole of looking at everybody's coat of arms. In the British royal family, like Meghan Markle got to make her own coat of arms when she became royal. I just think that's really cool. So, uh, if you this one was a two parter. If you could have like like a your Prince Philip coat of arms, what would it be? And if you were a monarch, what like obscure country or place would you like to be the ruler of? You can't be the king of America, but <laughs> where, where would you pick? Right. Uh, okay. So first one, I'll go with my coat of arms. Yeah. And it would be. A picture of eggs and toast. I considered eggs and bacon, but I don't want to be that divisive. And I don't know how that will age in generations to come. We're already seeing that. That's true. Eggs and toast, good bet. Yeah, eggs and toast. Eggs and bacon, I I don't actually always eat bacon, but I always eat eggs and toast. I'd almost say that I daily eat eggs and toast in some form or fashion. Yeah. Uh, And then, and not necessarily at breakfast time either, because I start my day at 6 p.m. eating. Um, uh, But... Where I would be king of the world, as Jack Dawson from Titanic would say, I would choose either Guatemala or Honduras. One, the heat, if you know what I'm saying, the heat is on, if you know what I mean. The the views are absolutely delightful. And then uh, when we move past that, the food's great. Um, The the scenery, in in all honesty, is tremendous. And I hear that their medical uh, system, like a lot of their doctors, go to America, study, get and educated, learn to be, get educated, learn, come how to be back doctor, and do cheap medical care. Come man. back and do cheap medical care because they yeah. want to live back in their home well, country. Well, you would be the king, but it would be nice to be a part of that society. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's small. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want America. America's so basically, far. you're saying culture, beautiful women, beautiful sights, beautiful food, good doctors. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. I wouldn't even want to be president of America. It's it's too, it's too much. Man. It's too big at this point, and the no. and it's too divided to where I would have such. I would I would only think logic, and I I know that that obviously whenever you think logically, a lot of the times whenever you approach yeah. a situation with logic, 
it it doesn't always take into empathy a lot of the times and yeah that that doesn't that doesn't do well in in a place as big there would be there would be more insurrections let's just say that dude i've got a chronic problem of needing to be liked by everybody and so yeah. knowing that 49% of everybody hated me and wanted me to die i think i'd be really really sad could not deal with that that part i would not care about it's more so i would be worried that people would be so angry that they would act upon it oh well yeah that's a given i, I would just trust my secret service ninjas i guess right i mean that's always scary but i'd also be like oh, see what this guy said about me on twitter what why is he so mean man see? i didn't do anything to him i don't even know i'm lucky to not have that problem luckily luckily but i i do empathize with you yeah. i understand i can certainly understand yeah. how that how that worked yeah. All right. Uh, that was it. Yes, Gary? This yeah. has been Give Me Five. This has been Give Me Five. It's not Give Me Six, so that's all oh. we have for you today. But there will be more Give Me Five next week. Amen. And the week after that. And the Amen. week after that. Amen. After that. Unless, unless one no. of us gets sick. Hey. Yeah. But, or dies. Hey, there's always that possibility. Yeah. It could be a double whammy. I, me and Prince Philip could go hand in hand in the coffin. He'll be facing up and I'll be facing down. And it won't be That'd weird because be cool. we're dead. It's my dream to be assassinated, like to be important enough for someone to send like an agent after me. So maybe my agent will finally catch up to me and shoot me in the back of the head or whatever. Um, Quick bonus. Give me five question here. Would you want yeah, to be yeah. buried face down? Face down? No. What? Come on, man. Give everybody well, the ve- best view as you're going in. True. But I, mm, yeah, I, I am embarrassed of my birthmark that's on my chest. So <laughs> maybe, maybe the best idea. There you go. Again. You're yeah. welcome. I'm just helping you with your. They life. wouldn't know if I was a man or a woman because I got a juicy butt and long hair. So yeah, they'd exactly. probably think I was like. You'd be re- helping really both. Girl. You'd be helping both aisles that's, of, that's of the true. demographic, man. Everybody yeah. would would be <laughs> crying over the loss of booty. So you're in. Ch- I mean, if if I die, then if I'm assassinated, take this with you. Gary said in the podcast, oh, we're gonna have a, a record of it here. Yeah. You know, bearing face down, make sure to get the acne off his butt and his back, <laughs> well, curl his hair. I didn't say, I didn't say like you need to go down in a G string down to your, to your depths, but, but. Oh, you know. I'm going out of the earth as I've come into it. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 There we go. Uh, for Gary Boucher. I'm not naked and Philip. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. Uh, and uh, make sure to listen to our past episodes of Give Me Five, as well as our past reviews of movies, both good and bad, new and old. We appreciate your patronage. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your subscription. Make sure you subscribe across the board to whatever form or uh, fashion you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but not... Not Pandora. Absolutely not Pandora. If it were a rated R R, uh, podcast, we would say something other than screw you guys. Mm -hmm.